All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Oilers Nation Radio is back. It's Friday. And as we do every week, we start off with a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. But this week, I want to talk about something a little bit different. We are kicking off some content here at Oilers Nation for the launch of the new hot, hot box at Oodle Noodle. Some of the folks, some of the gang outside tried the box today for the first time. I personally am a big spice guy, so I think it's great. Liam, I heard you chugged a glass of milk. Yeah, things got milky in there. I wasn't sure how much milk I was allowed, so I was rationing mine. I was like, like oh, just baby sips, baby sips. How'd you do with it? Oh, horrendous. I took like, it's, it's tasty. But boy, oh boy, if you like spicy food, that is, a, that is a thing for you. I'm not a big spicy food guy. So like, I think, I think the hot box would be good for me. The hot, hot box that they just dropped. If you're one of those, you're one of those freaks who likes burning your mouth. You'll like this. Like me. Like Waz. Yeah. Waz seemed to dig it. Yeah. I loved it. I think it's delicious. Um, another thing I just mentioned, just cause Tyler mentioned the hot box, like think Szechuan for the hot box, but this one's got habanero peppers in it. It is fucking spicy. Well, yeah, I took one bite and the first thing I did was I just, I just grabbed a little bit. Yeah. So I go, okay, I'll test this and I'll balance myself out an instant. Just mouth was gone. So watch out for some content coming out around the hot, hot box with our friends at Oodle Noodle. Very shortly, we're going to have some stuff coming in, including some questions that we took from you. So thank you for your involvement. We will post that as soon as the squad as 
kicked it off. Tyler, what do you got for delicious debate today? Delicious debate today. We are, uh, once again, we're in the thick of it when it comes to the off season. It's July 14th. This is the dead era. So I want us to take a look back through Oilers history a little bit right now. Everyone is, we're very excited about Connor Brown, right? And someone asked me the other day, they're like, how screwed are the Oilers if Connor Brown doesn't work out? And I was like, that's a very interesting question. So the way I'm flipping this to you guys, the oodle noodle, delicious debate. What's the biggest offseason move that you were the most wrong about? Like, who's the player you were so hyped when they got him and it just absolutely did not pan out? Hey, Waz, buddy, we're recording in here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Oilers free agent signing? Right away. Is that what you're kind of thinking? Yeah. Oilers free agent ad or like a trade ad in the summer that you were like, this is it. Like, this is changing us next year. And it just did not work out. And I'll, I'll float one out here real quick. Um I, for whatever reason, was in on Ben Eager. I was oh, like, I remember okay. that. Oh, man. Ben he, Eager and also Darcy Hordachuk yeah. that summer as well. And it was like, we are going to be tough to play against. The kids are going to play yep. so free now. And you know what? Ben Eager scored 10 goals one year. If he comes to Edmonton, who who's to say he can't score 15? Uh-huh. Uh, ben Eager played parts of three seasons with the Oilers, tallying just over 80 games, scored nine goals in those 80 games. Uh, not well, great. Um, so you remember that, with Ben Eager... They used to do the Joey Moss Cup. Yeah. And he got absolutely leveled yeah. by a nothing prospect, concussed, and was never really the same. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, so Ben Eager is going to be one of mine. Like the first name that popped in, it was him. I'll say it and I'll admit it. There was a long time in my life as a hockey fan where all I wanted was the Edmonton Oilers to have a player like Milan Lucic. Mm. <laughs> and then they got him. So that first year of Milan Lucic, obviously there was the Taylor Hall trade that kind of soured it a little bit. I was excited about Adam Larson, mind you, but I, I got to admit, I was excited about Lucic. And in the first game, I'll never forget it. Somebody hit Connor. He went out and absolutely right. dummied that person. Derek England of the and Calgary go, Flames. All right. This guy's here. He went up and if I remember correctly, he had 20 goals that first season with the Oilers or something like that. Yeah. So Ben Eager, I mean, the list is long, but Ben Eager was one for sure. Benoit Pouliot was another one I was excited about. Yeah. He had a, he had just come off a great run with the Rangers. If I remember right, they went to the finals. He was like a, an analytics darling. Mark <laughs> Fain, I was excited about. Mm-hmm. Again, analytics darling bamboozled us. <sighs> then I saw him cutting it up as a black ace on the dance floor at the point. <laughs> Uh, I got another really good answer, but I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> Who else you guys got? I've got mine. Okay. Yeah, go you go ahead, Dan. Uh, I'm going to take you back to the year 2009. Uh, we had just had a tandem of Dwayne Rollison, Matthew Guerin, and Jeff, Jeff Delorier as yeah. our goalies the previous JDD. year. And then that off season, uh, a goalie became available that had just taken his team to the Western conference finals. <laughs> and he was replaced by Cristobal Huey because of injury, not even because of his play. Yeah. It was because of injury. So we had the Western conference final goalie in Nikolai Habibulin coming to town. And I thought this team was finally solidified on the back end. And we were just going to start to build from there. And that 2006 cup run, we were going to be going back there pretty soon. We know how that another time out. I was wrong is when Chris Pronger signed a five year deal. <laughs> and I thought Chris Pronger would be in town for five years. And damn, was that a good thought? No, did you not stick around? Didn't see that. Yeah. Contract through. Right. Yeah. Something happened. Liam, do you have one yet? Unlucky. Um, mine's a bit, I have a building one with something I had, but not because I knew all of that, what you just said. But when I moved to Canada was the 2010 season, right? So they just got Taylor Hall first overall. And then, yeah, there was the hype around, 
Happy Bull and being like, this team's going to change. Yeah. And I started watching and I just questioned everything, anything anyone had ever told me in life. Yep. Because of Nikolai Happy Bullen. Um, I'll kind of go for a one a different angle on it, but honestly, when Paul Yavi came back, I thought things were gonna change quite a bit from yep. his perspective. And it and it did to his credit, and it just didn't work out in the long run. But yeah, I thought Paul Yavi was really gonna be a staple in this top six for for a while. Another uh, guy, um <sighs> sorry to cut you off there. Another guy that I was excited about because I'd watched him from afar for years with the flyers was Yoni Pickenin. He was going to be the Oilers puck moving D man that they just didn't have. He was going to be the guy that put up pucks up the, up the ice. He was going to get a shot from the point through. He played only 63 games with the Oilers for 26 points, but to get him traded from the flyers along with Jeff Sanderson and a third round pick in 2009 to the Edmonton Oilers for Jason Smith and Joffrey Lupel. Oof. Oh, boy. Oh, that's, uh, that was actually in the moment a pretty big deal. Hey, that was a lot of names yeah, going back and forth. Uh, I'll give you another one that just couldn't live up to the hyper pressure. Andrew Ference, right? Uh, Good in the community. Great in the community. That just him coming in combined with the Aikens thing becoming what it did. Captain getting, before playing a game. Yeah, just ugly, ugly all around. I'm reading actually the inspiration from this. Zach had an article two years ago where he looked back through the last 10 years of Oilers free agent signings and that Ference one popping up. Zach graded them all. There's a lot of F's. Ference was one of the F's. Run through some of the other ones on that list. Um, So we can actually go back. Uh, 2011 was the eager year where <laughs> they also signed Hortichuk, Potter, Cam Barker. There's some names. On I those. thought Cam Barker was going to be a great like, buy low candidate. Oh, he, he's going to find his game here, right? One of those guys just needs third a, overall pick. Yeah. Yep. Belanger. Oh, yeah. uh, he had the extra year. He was committed, man. Yeah. Uh, 2012, they did Hortichuk again. Fucking right. <laughs> Run him back. Got it. Smitty that <laughs> year, which Zach gave it a C grade, but solely based off vibes. Smitty coming back was more than a C grade. And that was the extension after they traded for him. But yeah. Yan um, Denis, okay. Uh, 2013, hello, Craig McTavish as GM. Fadoon, Acton, Yoensu, the big three, as they call them. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Heat had their big three. That was our big three. Yes, uh, Yoensu was another guy who won the Tyratty Award as the preseason champ. Uh, well, they, they also Taylor Fadoon was, he's the one who. I felt bad for him because right? didn't yeah. he break his tibia or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was the one that. He kind of helped the bone the came out. Yeah, it, rule, that, that rule kind of came out because he was against the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and then, he was on the road. Yeah. It was on the internet. You always had both of those guys because uh, Curtis Foster too was another right, yeah. right. reason why that rule changed. And then Fadoon came back in with the Sharks and he's now, I think, with the Stars. He still plays. He's played yeah. on like, hey, Puck Doku answers. Keep Taylor yeah. Fadoon in the there back of your mind. Yep. Uh, that summer, they also got Ryan Hamilton, Jason LaBarbera, and Andrew Ference in 2014. It was Fane, Ollie, Gazdick. Good guy. Benoit Pouliot. So not great again. 2015, old Sexy Reg was the big move. And you know what? People shit on that. I, I disagree with I that. I disagree. 2017, that run, he was lights out. And if he Great. doesn't get hurt, they may have beaten Anaheim. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Because he wasn't really the same in Edmonton after that injury nope. either. What was like a high ankle sprain or something? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. High what else you got on that list? Uh, we're now on to 2016 where Jonas Gustafsson. Oh, the uh, monster. Board, the monster. Uh, also Milan Lucic, Mark Frazier. So nothing great there. Uh, 2017, they didn't do anything in free agency. Well, um, yes, they did. 
It says Ty Reddy right there. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ty Reddy. <laughs> he was the answer. Yeah. 2018, they brought back Kyle Brodziak along <laughs> with... just wants to move on from Ty Reddy. <laughs> no, there was literally like just nothing in that section. Nothing in that section. <laughs> it was just minor league guys. Uh, Kevin, was it Gravel or Gravel? Uh, either or way. Gravel. <laughs> Which then, if you can mess with oh, Gravel, 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 is it Kevin, Keevan? Or Kevin. Kevin. Oh, no. Makes you think. Uh, I Toby, always thought, I always thought it was Reader. Kevin Graval. I mean, in the moment, we thought Toby Reader was a lock for nine to 10 goals, right? <laughs> if he had just yeah. scored a goal or two, we would have won that you, playoff. We something's made the in the water. I will never forget going into that last game of like everyone just thought he was going to score. Like, <laughs> really? Hell, that was so stupid of us all, nuts. considering. Well, like know? we kind of convinced ourselves it was heartwarming, but yes. like how embarrassing for him. Like, dude, the crowd's cheering you on. You're about to play all 82 games and not score a goal goal and they put uh, you out there yikes. in the final minutes yeah. too <laughs> they tried to keep and you. then fucking bob nicholson throws you under the yeah. bus by name yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, 2019 man. sneaky good year i'm not talking thomas yurkcho or marcus granland how dare you i'm talking gaetan haas alex chase on mike smith those three bad. work that good one yeah. that that uh, Chase on had 20 some goals that one season. Gaetan Haas was like a good bottom six wing or center. I think he I still could have kept playing in the league. And too. of course, we'll never forget the classic slap shot from the hash marks. Gaetan Haas. Yeah. And he got married a couple weeks ago. So congrats, Gaetan. Um, so, oh, and then has to be excited about that. 2020. Oh, here's one I was wrong about. I was wrong about Kyle Torres. Yes. I, I was, was like, too. dude, no expectations. Third line behind McDavid or dry saddle. He'll get us 18 to 22 next year. I he bet if you go back and listen to that podcast where we talked <laughs> about Kyle Turris, all of us said that because he was supposed to be the second line center in Nashville mm-hmm. did not work. Came in to play behind Connor and Leon. We're like, fuck this is easy, man. Easy. His, his cap it is still on the books. I think for like five or six more years. In Nashville. Uh, you if you had to guess how many goals do you think I looked on Liam's screen? How many goals do you think Kyle Turris scored as an oiler? How many games do you play? Um, that is 20 plus 20 is 40 plus seven plus three, 50, <laughs> 50 games. I'm going to say six. I'm going to say a little higher at eight, uh, three. Anyone Three want, is the number. Anyone want to guess how many oh points he scored? God. I'm going to say I, six. I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess three. He scored as many points as Ben Eager had goals for the Edmonton Oilers. Fucking a right. good old nine. Yeah. However, uh, I will say. Shootout specialist though. I was just going to say that Kyle Torres did. Did earn some respect in my bucks. Remember, was it game one of the 2021 season? Oh yeah. <laughs> he went out in the shootout. It's the third guy. And all of us are like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he buries one in game one. He's like, this is it. Kyle Torres turns his I had three a- around. One goal that year. I think one of my <laughs> most viral tweets was about Kyle Torres that year. Oh man, I want to see it. Because they got to a shootout a couple games later. Um I tweeted, welcome to the Kyle Turris Revenge Tour on October 13th, 2021. <laughs> uh, you should share that one. There's been some names. I also, Nashville Predators still play Kyle Turris. Fuck, just Twitter searching my handle yeah. and Kyle Turris. November 18th for some reason. Kyle Turris Revenge Tour 2.0. November 1st. Kyle Turris Revenge Tour in full swing. I've oh, got no. one from uh, January of 2022. On Kyle Turris? Yep, it goes... Uh, Weather's well, going to the shootout. Sure could use Kyle Turris. Let's lower him from the rafters like Sting. <laughs> there you go. I can't imagine I have any Kyle Turris. Shout out to Kyle Turris. He is now a coach in the BCHL. Really? No results for Kyle Turris for me. Ah, Shocker, really. Unlucky. Hurt sometimes. 
Any others on that list, Tyler? Uh, no, I think we're kind of all caught up on this thing. Um, uh, this was my tweet that I thought banged really hard. It was, tip it, we need a shootout winner. And then it was Kyle Turris. I did the, oh, shit, here we go again <laughs> meme that was popular then. Uh, that was good. Good times. That was good. You Shout communicate through memes. How we do it. I'd like to hear from you, Own Radio Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit us up. I'm curious. Who are you most wrong about? In the offseason. I found my tweet about Kyle Turris and it was comparing him and the Wayne Simmons signing in, Le- in Toronto. So I found well, that it really it's worked. Pretty much so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to throw a name out there. Go ahead. Okay. And it is still time for this one, but Jack Campbell's probably on the list too. Yeah, he'll be on the list. Yeah, we're, we're going like, to, yeah. We're going to give Jack, uh, we're I'll give him Jack the benefit of the doubt. But it could have been, could have been better because Listen. we don't have an option to get out of that. I think yes, a lot of us no are going to choice. be, you do, but it's a painful one. <laughs> yes. It hurts real bad. I if just you think that it. that's why the fan base just has to swallow that pill for a while. Still. You know what? The guy's such a sweetheart of a person. Like I want to cheer for him. I it's, really want him to do well. It's not as jagged of a pill as others have been. Although sometimes I would say that, like, I wish he had a little bit more of a fuck you attitude in him. Yes. You know, like Mike Smith, he'd be like, you allow a bad goal, Mike Smith. He'd be like, fuck you. I know I didn't. He'd be like, all right, then. The question was, who held themselves more accountable, the defenseman or Mike Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to hear from you on radio podcast. Who have you been the most wrong about? Certainly in the history of this hockey team, there's got to be a handful of names. No, of course there is. Of course there is. Maybe they brought in uh, UC Jokinen just because they remembered all the shootout goals he used to score. You know that you lost Kyle Turris. You got to fill him in somewhere. Yeah. 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 All you need is that. a good Mike Morrison for that situation. Yep. Wasn't a Sam Gagne shootout specialist too? Yeah. And when yeah. he was very early on and some of his were just destroyer shootout yeah. goals too. Yeah. Go, go on YouTube and search up Sam Gagne shootout highlights. They're sick. I was just looking at Ocean Gate has deleted their social media accounts. For Why? What happened? <laughs> I'm not sure. Look, look it up like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> If you can find that documentary on Ocean Gate, it's worth it. It's worth it to watch the one that they produced <laughs> themselves. It's it's unbelievable. Hmm. What do I look at? Sam Gagne eight point nine or Sam Gagne shootout goal? There's so no many great memories. Is there a good compilation <laughs> of the shootout? This is and two minutes. The eight goal night. We're just gonna sit quietly now <laughs> while Liam watches highlights. Like they're all time. so nasty, bro. Yeah, they're and he would do like the Gordon Bombay triple deke times three. Yeah. You know is, I, mean? I always like watching highlights there on the Rexall. I miss Rexall. So last night I was at the Stingers game. I'll talk about it later in hot cold performers, but like oh. just seeing Rexall in the background, I kind of miss like it quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's right there, isn't it? Yeah. It's right there for 90 years and four <laughs> generations. Cornerstone insurance has been a family and employee owned business right here in Edmonton. They have got anything you need for insurance products, automotive, oh. residential, <laughs> Boys are having a good time watching Sam Gagne. That's gross. Just, Visit cornerstoneins.ca forward slash nation to get yourself a quote in just moments and use the promo code nation to receive an exclusive rate. Get your insurance done and get a discount while you're at it. What's impressing you over there, Liam? Uh, all of Surely them. insurance products. Yeah, Sam Gagne's insurance products. The only insurance he needed was that he was the other's insurance. Mm-hmm. In the shootout, I have lost. It's kind <laughs> what? Of good. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yep. The goalie needed to buy insurance every time Sam Gagne lined up for a shootout. No, the Oilers needed an insurance goal, so they sent out Sam Gagne for the shootout. Got it. Right. Sure, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 We'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Uh, a couple of items to cross off the list here. 
Ryan McLeod's arbitration date has been set for August 4th. That is not really that far out. Jason Greger today on OilersNation.com. His guess is somewhere around 1.8 to 2.1. How does the folks on this podcast feel about those numbers? Well, so the one guy who whose decision came down recently was uh, Noah Cates in Philly, who got two years by $2.6 million. So um, Noah Cates, if we look back to last season, 82 games, 13 goals, 25 assists. So 38 points in 82 games. You compare that, compare that to McLeod. I mean, McLeod had 11 goals in just 57 games. So I know health is a thing too. So that'll hurt him a little bit. Um, 23 points in 57 games. You know, he's right around, I guess, the same point production pace as Cates. I think he might actually get like 2.4-ish in arbitration. Like he's got an interesting case of like, hey, I produced 11 goals in 57 games, hit double digits, and I don't get to play with Connor and Leon. Like, I produced, so I think he might be a little bit more than 2.1. At least I'm worried he might be. I'm worried about it too. I mean, you can grind Bouchard a little bit more because he doesn't have Arbrights, I suppose. But I yeah. guess the argument, if I'm trying to think of both sides of that conversation, the argument that Bouchard's camp would make is ultimately big picture. He's a more important player. Let's get this done. Yep, probably. So that's the concern. But I mean, again, I think Ken Holland's dream of going into next season with a 21 or 22 man roster or whatever it was, I think he said, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He wanted a 22 man. It's going to be 21, Ken. Like you just, you don't have the money to, to have an extra forward hanging around and that's fine. Unless we get some kind of mysterious trade here between now and October. It's I, I'm with you. It's going to be yeah. a 21. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I, it's going to be intriguing to see how this kind of happens. What's the date? August 4th. So there's still yep. some time to kind of wrap it up and get it done before then. The Oilers kind of owe Ryan McLeod a little bit of money here. So it's not surprising that it's kind of got to this point, I think. Yeah, I think the Bouchard thing is just going to have to wait till next season. Like, I feel like he's the one who's going to have to take a bit of a, a pay cut. And yeah. then the Oilers will just have to pay it forward next year. And to be honest, it's nobody's fault. Both these guys deserve that little extra cash that they both want. The cap is what it is. And Ken Holland has done all he can to try and put this team together. And people keep talking about this. Oh, we got to get a fourth line center. It's like, well, I think we've got two bigger issues to worry about before we go and hunt for a fourth line center out there. Yeah. What do you think McLeod's ceiling is? I think he's a second line winger would be a ceiling for me. To me, I see him as like the Andrew Cogliano the modern, like tons of wheels, hands are okay. Probably not going to score you a ton, but maybe has to evolve his game a little bit into a different style. I think one year he could pop home 20. I can see that. 100%. Yeah. Like again, he produces a decent amount. He's young. Like he's only played 138 career NHL games. I think again, cause he's been here for parts of three years. And then like the pandemic years, I feel like made players seem like they've been in the league for longer than they really mm-hmm. have been. I think he's got like a 20 goal, really good third line center kind of ceiling guy who can help you on the PK too. Like I'm very high on Ryan McLeod. Me too. I'm just curious what you think that what he is. I think that Liam's not wrong in his assessment of his talent. I think as an Edmonton Oiler though, he will never see past the third line. And I think that that's okay for the Oilers situation. I just, I don't think he's necessarily that talent that they need up in this, in the top two. He's, he's kind of like what, not the same player, but what Jordan Stahl was for Pittsburgh yeah. in a way. Like yep. you're probably going to have to leave one day to expand yep. your horizons exactly. a little bit. But If just, you want to get paid, you, you have to leave. Yeah. He's never really been a goal scorer either. Just looking back even to his junior days, like he got 26 goals one season, 12 another year. So 
I'm sorry, that's 19, two years, but yeah, I don't know. I think Ryan McLeod is very, very valuable piece of this team. He allows the Oilers to have the top six they have because without him, then you probably have to play Ryan Nugent Hopkins as your third well, line. You saw, it last, you saw it last year when he went down with injury. Yeah, like they kind of get screwed. Yep. So the Oilers need McLeod. I get it why he wants to go to arbitration and get a little bit more cash. Hopefully it doesn't get too messy in there and then come out on the other side. <laughs> Do you think that they get to arbitration or we get done before that? I think it actually might go to arbitration. I don't know. I just, just because he didn't get paid last year. I think he's going to want that little extra cash. Yeah. I, I don't think you see, you either see both dominoes fall before or they're going to fall after. <laughs> I, I don't think that you see like Bouchard sign and then they go to arbitration or McLeod sign and then they're figuring out Bouchard's. Like, I think that they're going to have to figure them out together. I think you, you can't sign Bouchard till you know McLeod, right? Because yeah, yes. like, what would happen if the arbitrator's like, yeah. he's a $3.1 million player. And you're like, <laughs> pulling a Vegas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think McLeod will get done and then they'll probably wait on Bouch till like September. I bet. Like there's just no rush, right? Yeah. Curious what you're, again, if you're listening to this right now and you're yelling at your radio, I want to know what is Ryan McLeod to you? Is, is 2.4 fair? If he goes to arbitration and they say 3.1, are we going to rage? Probably. I don't think it'll get that high. Um, just again, like if you use the baseline of a hundred grand per point or yeah, hundred grand per point, he's a $2.3 million player. I just think he could sit there and say, Hey, well, I just, I wasn't healthy. If I played the full year, I'm a 40 point guy. And it might be like, Oh shit, we got to meet somewhere in the middle. So I don't know if I had to guess, I think 2.35 is my exact guess. What do you got? What's your guess? Yeah, let's let's write, all play. All right. I'll write them down. You said 2.35. I'll go 2.2. Dan, we got two point. What's your guess? I we're just guessing. I'm not very. Here. Yeah, I'm not very good at this. Like I would. I honestly just not very good at the numbers and nickel and diming. But I would say two point one, just because I think he's the guy that gets kind of worked down, ground down this one. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm with you guys. Somewhere two point two five, two point two, probably. I don't know. Two point two five is the guess. All right, I'll take that. See who's closest. We'll see. A little bit of housekeeping. Matthias Yanmark going back to his number thirteen. So if any of you with the Pooley RV jerseys are looking to get requested, I, it took me a long time to try and remember what number he was last year. Yeah. Mark, I was like, how was he? I was like 26, yeah, 26, 26, going back to the traditional 13. He feels like it's his lucky number. Will he score 13 goals next year? Mm. If Yanmark starts off slow, will he change back to 26? Do you think? Will he change his name to Pulley Arvey? <laughs> that would be so that people will defend his shitty or play regardless of how bad <laughs> change, of what he's actually changes doing. number to 98. Mm-hmm. 10 and 66 last year. Remember, he started yeah. in Bakersfield, right? Like yep. this year, he probably starts with the big club. You have to think so at a million dollars. Yeah, Mark should have gone with 98. Now I'm just saying it. I should have done it. <laughs> no, just go for so it. Oh, fuck, that would have been great. <laughs> so good. Why is Bedard wear 98? <laughs> you know, that actually is kind of like. <laughs> Disrespectful. Well, I'm not saying it's disrespectful, but like Connor wearing 97. Born in 97. Born in 97. But Dard wearing 98 is just clearly because he thinks it's sick and it's in between McDavid and Wayne, right? Yeah, it's a marketing thing. All the kids born in 99 marketing. are just like, <laughs> they can't wear that number. I mean, but Dard would have been born in 2005. He should have gone 05. Yep. Let's bring zeros into the numbers. I agree. <laughs> Might have to eventually. Yeah. Or uh, triples. Right? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Triples is always the best. Yeah. I'm, I'm number more, 111. Right? <laughs> That's what I'd be. I like that during the show, Liam, you're just always Googling things. I need to know. I need to know what we're talking about. Or when I played summer hockey, 
I wore double zeros. Not allowed to do that. I think that's sweet though. Why that's not? A great Who number. says no? Fucking right. Fucking right. Trying to find what number he wore. Yeah, he did wear a ninety-eight back in two thousand and nineteen. Connor McDavid was already winning MVP, so he's just trying to copy Connor. Our yeah. Connor, not himself. I'm surprised he doesn't call himself Connor McBedard. <laughs> he does. That one kid that came through, Connor McMichael. Yeah. I don't. I, I wanted the others to draft him, so we have them all. Just like how the Canucks drafted two Elias Pettersons. Yeah. Rack them up. Hey, one of them's gonna work. You know. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you had a, we were talking earlier about some of the worst hockey jerseys. Yeah. Of all time. I said immediately it's the Nashville Predators. You said any Nashville Predators jersey. Specifically the yellow ones. I do not ever want to wear a yellow jersey. That was the first one on the TSN post about this was Jason Arnott really? in a yellow Preds jersey. The mustard it is yellow. Awful. I, I can see them. why you would like them. As a piss enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I love piss. <laughs> uh, everyone saw me at the stampede collecting as much piss as I could from that horse. Yep. Uh, some other ones that TSN had in the post. Uh, the Islanders one that was black, gray, and orange and just said Islanders across the front. Uh, it was like football great. style. Brutal. I thought you were going to give me the bad. Captain Highliner one and I was going to get upset. This two-tone Sabres one. Nope. Where the no back good. was navy and the front was yellow. That's no good. And it said Buffalo in tiny font. Very dumb. Uh, someone had these old school Habs ones in there. If you want to go to Instagram and go to TSN official, they have all the ones we're talking about there. Um, I don't mind that one. They're yeah, I didn't hate that school. either. It's kind of cool. It was old school. Uh, someone said the phlegm color on the old Penguins ones, like what Crosby would have wore the first year he won the cup. I kind of agree. Basically anything in that Reebok era when like the colors were all toned down and it was just, mm, it was, was just, our, that was our pajama logo or pajama jersey era. Yeah. Especially like, Pittsburgh's got such a classic Jersey too that they could wear. And then they bust out those and you go, why? It's like when the Oilers were wearing that. I know some people like the orange. I just was never a fan of the orange jerseys when they had the Royal blues just sitting there. I liked the 2017 oranges. I didn't like the newest iteration of the oranges, but so that brings me to the way we're tying this into some Oilers talk. Part one, what is your least favorite Oilers Jersey of all time? I Uh, didn't like the, just those, the meteor jersey i'm assuming no the, oh. just those <laughs> random blue ones they had what was it it was i think i would have been like 2006 wasn't it with the with like the front striping piping let me find it the pj mine would be i actually liked the original meteor jersey the third one. jersey the reverse retros last year probably one of the worst ones the reverse retros last year yeah so the McFarlane reincarnation. But then they, they tried to crowbar Adam. orange in it yeah. and it just didn't fit. Um, for one. me, you didn't like those. The ones they wore, their home jerseys wow. in the 06 playoffs. No, no. Turn really. that around. Navy I want to see. I don't remember. The navy blue with the copper. Copper really? blue. I, I, just, like, I thought those were good for the time. I'm happy they're the back time. to Royal. but I just think I, of like the Oilers should be. They never should have changed. Yeah. Blue and orange. Yeah, I agree. Not yeah. that. I uh, I hated the ones that. Uh, had the orange shoulder yoke or the blue shoulder yoke with the orange numbering in it. The ones that McDavid wore, I think it was his rookie year. 2017. I yeah. think is what yeah. you're thinking. The, I've, got, I've got a nude one. I like those. The or- I didn't like it because it, it was such a change from the oranges that they've done. And then they went back to that orange, that like yeah. vibrant orange again after that. I just, it was a weird kind of I didn't, I didn't like the ones, uh, Dan calls them the pajama jerseys from the, what would I have been like? They always the make me think of the only player I can envision in them is Struddy. 
They look like practice jerseys. I call them pajama jerseys because they just felt incomplete. So it's like yeah. the sleeper, you know, like the thing yeah. you get at Walmart, you know, like that yep. kind of a jersey. Um, that one is without a doubt my least favorite. I think a lot of people would agree with that take too. Like the piping on the arm. You should was on put, the, it was like a make full that the band. cover photo for today's episode. Yes. It was a full Jason band Shredway. and then yeah. it stopped on the yeah. other half of the arm. Like and like it, everything was cookie cutter in the yeah. NHL, right? Cause Reebok just got the contract and was like, we're doing it all the same, like promoting the brand. Um, part two of this question, we'll go to the other end of the spectrum. If I had a magical Jersey making machine in the studio right now, and you could pick the exact Jersey era and name on the back and print off one Jersey to own, what would it be? I just bought mine. The answer to this question, I just bought it for the playoff run. You just, oh, you did. Oh. That blue and orange, the classic. But you have that. I'm saying you could get a new one, whatever one you want. But like, you're asking me my dream jersey? Yeah, dream that's, jersey. That's the one. I have it already. What if you could it's get the blue and one. orange Nugent Hopkins? Love it. I think I'd go with the original uh, McFarlane jersey with a Chris pronger i think just to that wouldn't be bad just, just to like go back to that era have that jersey and have it be a thing that actually i changed my i changed my mind to be more interesting there you go the reverse retro from two years ago the orange and white you <sighs> cannot get those anymore I know, i'm so happy i, I would love to have a ryan nugent hopkins in that color uh for me just because i think the vibes of rocking this around would be cool oh six era but the white one because i think white's crispy Alish Hemsky on the back. Ooh, that'd be nice. How nasty would that be? Yep. Cruising around in that. If someone's got a someone's got a lead on that, sign to my DMs. I'd and like you know to what? You don't on. see enough hammer jerseys. I no. you don't. Yep, That's I what I mean. This is more respect. Liam? I'll go um Pajama Strudwick jersey. <laughs> the McFarland yeah. Ryan signed. Smith. Ooh, oh, OG McFarland yes. Ryan Smith on the back. Yes. That's not bad. That'd be a real good. good one. Uh, one of my buddies, for whatever reason, has an 06, the one you said you don't like, Liam, 06 home jersey with Gator on the back, Jason Smith. Nice. Like, I don't even know why you have that. We were born in 97. Like, you would have been eight in that run. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, he busted out for playoff games all the time. It's sick. I have a buddy I, who, uh, every time I see him wearing it, it makes me laugh. He's got, like, the, I guess it would have been just after 06, whatever those jerseys were just after that run. But he's got a Zach Stortini. Hell oh, yeah. that's a good one. Nobody gets more attention when they go to a hockey game than this dude I know when he's wearing a Stortini jersey. I have a cousin who has an Eric Cole pajama jersey. Fucking right. <laughs> tough, tough <laughs> look. I'd love to have an Igor Ulanov. Oh, that'd be great. My buddy has an Igor Ulanov that's jersey right. signed. Kunzi's oh, got, whoa. Yeah, Kunzi's got a new love. I think, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he's got a bossing your too. He's also got a, uh, a George LaRock I really like. Kunzi's got. And Jay you know has what? a Juju Arcara. He does have a Jujar car. If you got a George LaRock from the era of when he was an oiler, that is a classic Oilers jersey down. And George will probably sign it for you when you see him. Absolutely. Here in town, yeah. Without question, he would sign it for you. He'll probably come to Edmonton just to sign it for you. Oh, that kind that of a kind guy. of guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other any other uh, fantasy picks? Wish picks? Wish list I'm picks? just going to say the worst jersey I've ever seen is the Calgary Flames Heritage Classic jersey that they wore against the Canadians. They look like Ooh, Ronald McDonald's that. came up with the jersey. <laughs> and, it, and it's not even the right colors. Again, for a team that your color scheme is like iconic of yellow, white, or yellow, white, and and oh, red. Yeah. They went, oh, and went the like pants. burgundy and then they uh, piped everything cream colored pants to and go then the, with it. And then the Canadians wore their nice, like classic Jersey too. It wasn't even like a bad Jersey versus bad. Jersey. Oh, Those are to, terrible. Let me just tie it into this. I am so excited for what our heritage yes. classic jerseys will look like this what year. Do they look like 
We talked about it a while ago on the show. But is it the one that you found? Yeah, I think so. That's what it is. Mercury, I think it's going to be that. Yeah, the, it's going to be a playoff of Mercury's. Okay, so cool. then new dream jersey. Yeah. yeah. Nugent Hopkins on one of those. Oh, I think I'm just going basic with that one. I'm just going Connor classic, on the back. Yeah. Just give me a McDavid in that Heritage Classic, and I feel like I will own that. When I'm like 90, I'll be like, grandchildren, come here. In whatever <laughs> futuristic way you do that, and I'll show them that jersey. I'll be like, this Get back to bed, Grandpa. Grandpa, nobody cares about your fucking jersey. <laughs> Tyler as a grandparent is gonna be awesome. <laughs> Probably very similar to the way I act now, but yeah. Come here, kids. I'm gonna tell you the story about my jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Again? Christ! Can I tell you about the time I sold a hat to Noah Gregor. Shut up, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go back to avoiding the grind, Grandpa? Oh, yeah. That's my last show until vacation. I can't wait to get out of here. Mine too. We, we need to get. Uh, yeah. You know who's got a Strud's jersey? Jay's got one. Oh. He wore it on a nation vacation one time. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I yeah. can't wait to go on Navy, nation vacation and wear my Devin Shaw jersey. That is going to draw some attention. I have never seen Devin Shaw play a hockey game with that jersey. How about those two guys we saw in Vegas who had the uh, Pitlick, Chris yeah. Russell, Oilers jersey? I also saw... Brandon Manning, remember that in Vegas? Yeah. Which, like, why they had that, I don't know. I assumed it oh, was I him. Oh, I thought, yeah, I was just going to say, did you see him or somebody? I assumed it was him. Got it. Better be a last name. I saw some good ones during the playoffs. I saw Slepeshev. I did a post on Oilers Nation uh, yes, Instagram the other day. Slepeshev. That's one of my favorite things to do is, I call them unicorns, just finding those out in the wild. I, so good. During a watch party at the arena, not this last run, but before COVID, I saw a Brad Isvister signed by Brad himself. Wow. That was a, that was a random one. It's like the one guy that bought that jersey. Yeah. Brad was like, I'm going to personally seek this person out and sign it for him. I don't mind that. I respect it. In fact, Mr. Isvister. Not so, only does Liam have a Devin Shore jersey, Liam has got a searchable GIF on Twitter. <laughs> but you don't even search up Devin Shore to find a GIF. You search up Liam Horribin and it comes Really? Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. That's good. Anton Slepeshev had 10 goals last season in Moscow, was a captain the year before, an assistant captain. I always said he was a good leader. And then got stripped of it last season. Yeah. That's was, was a captain for two years. And then last season was just not a captain. Well, they have it folks. It's just like, uh, I guess that team is like the San Jose sharks. Remember when they had three former captains playing for them? Right. So weird. I love it. Do that. Just trade the men. Mm -hmm. Just on the Olympic team. For our friends at Betway. Talk a little bet and provide that you're 19 plus and can do so responsibly. I wish that I'm going to send an email to Betway. Just at Betway. At Betway. Please give me. Shohei Otani trade odds. Oh, yeah. I want to know where he's going. Just because I'm on the front page right now, Betway boost for today, plus 300 Shohei Otani to hit a home run versus the Astros. Mm. Guys hitting bombs. Someone on TikTok was saying the Orioles make sense. They could give up enough to get them. But the thing is, like, you have to give up so much to get them. And, like, you know, you're going to want to sign them, right? So that's the tough part is, like, what team could realistically pay the money or would want to pay the money to sign them. I think Seattle's a sleeper. I was talking to Cam about it. Yep. Coombsy believes wants to stay on the coast. Mm-hmm. So now my thoughts as a result are Seattle and the Dodgers. The Dodgers would make a lot of sense. But like, if you're the angels, do you want to do that? Do you want to trade your franchise player and give them to the crosstown rivals? I don't know. Going, going to Seattle and, and <laughs> filling in the shoes of King Felix would be unreal. If San Francisco's in the, San Francisco's in the in the mix though. I could see oh, them getting yeah. in there on too. I could what see about them being San Diego. 
Nah, Padre. They've spent so much They'd money the last up. 14 months, 18 right. months. It's just insane. They What's another $500 million? <laughs> But think about that. Like <laughs> the unique thing about Otani is like one of the best pitchers in the AL and one of the best hitters in the AL. Sometimes in the same game. Sometimes in the same game. So like the best as a pitcher, he's worth 25 to $30 million uh-huh. right there. Easy. At least yep. as a hitter, he's worth 30 to $35 million. And the thing is, I know some people might be like, oh yeah, but like, you know, gotta be a discus. You actually get both of those productions. There's no, whoa, look at that bird right next to BM. Oh, it's gone now. Did I just fall? Ah, right I there. don't know. Yeah. He's like fluttering right by the window. Nobody tell Waz. Um, <laughs> the thing is like, you get both of those. It, he really is the true dead. definition of two players in one. Like mm-hmm. it's not like you make any concessions by him being a dual player. So, well, it, like to me, it's, it, to me, it's uncharted territory, right? Yep. When you go into that next co- contract negotiation, it's never happened before. No mm-hmm. one's ever been able to market themselves like this. It's fascinating. So it really I is would be, cool if I'm him, I'd be like, whatever Aaron judge just signed for and whatever the best <laughs> just signed for, I'd be like those two together, this guy. And it's not even like, you know, in hockey, it might be like, Oh, but like you want to play on a winner. You got to take less. Like in baseball, it just doesn't, I know there's a luxury tax, but like, it just doesn't matter all that much. Like Steve Cohen spends billions of dollars. Otani can get whatever he wants. And that's what the crazy part is. He could very well be a on a $600 million contract easily. Turning back to the others, boys. I want to ask you about these odds from our friends at Betway as they stand today, Friday, July 14th for the Jack Adams award winner. Where do you guys think Jay Woodcroft slots in on this list? I'll say well, he's 11th. The Jack Adams award is traditionally a most improved award. So yep. the Oilers didn't really improve. So I would say yeah, middle of the pack. What do you think? Liam? I'll go nine. He has got the, he's the fourth best odds. Oh, wow. Worst odds would, depending on how you look at it, fourth yeah. from the top. How's that? Okay. Outright winner. The favored coach currently is Lindy Ruff at plus 650. Rod Brindamore, number two at plus 750. Bruce Cassidy, plus 900. And then Jay Woodcroft and Don Granado are at plus 1,000. I was going to ask about Don Granado. Don's actually probably a good pick because that Sabres team could very yeah. easily make into the playoffs. And like that right there. I, I was just going to say, like, even you look at this here, Montgomery and Hackstall and Ruff were kind of like the three guys. Like there were no expectations on any of them heading into the season. So I think you almost want to go like super, super low and take a look at like, uh, who? what about Rick Tockett? Give me a moment, I don't please, Liam. I don't think they'll be good enough. There, uh, he I is plus 3,000, if you like Rick Tockett. What about Babcock? Old Babs, eh? God. He's 30 to 1. I, I got him. Plus 3,000. Like, I think Columbus will have a sneaky good year, and if they get in, like, it's basically a 30 to 1 ticket on the Blue Jackets making the playoffs, because if they get in, he'll win. The voters will back him. Yeah. I have one more. Go ahead. DJ Smith. DJ Smith is right behind Woodcroft at plus 1,500. 100 to 1 on Yotes coach Andre Tournier. I could see them making a little bit of noise. I think that division softened out a little bit. By the way, and I don't know if he wants us talking about it or not, but I'm just going to do it anyway. We are discussing for Nation Vacation potentially going to Mullet Arena this year. If we can make this happen, we need to make it happen. You will never in your life have the opportunity to watch an Oilers game, Connor McDavid do his thing in an arena that fucking yeah. small. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work because the dates are odd and getting there is odd and getting tickets is odd. Dan's nodding. Yes, because Dan works on all this stuff behind the scenes, but if we can make it happen, damn it. I hope we do. I'm not saying it. So don't hold me accountable. If we don't, 
kindly fuck yourself. I'm still waiting to hear back from them first. Get that, get that out of the way. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. I'm just dreaming out loud, Dan. Yep. That's essentially all we're doing. 100%. That place would be loaded. It would be really cool if we can make it work. Man, if we can make it work, we got to do it. I'm just trying to see like if there's a team last year that like, if you look at the standings, is there a team that you thought should have been in the mix, but wasn't? And is now all of a sudden going to be in the mix. But do they have a new coach? Yeah. Which is always well, the thing. Like I look Washington. At. Washington's Carver, a situation yeah. where I could see an opportunity where the teams look at, or the voters just look at the way that they were last year and say, oh, the, figured it out this year. The reason I mentioned Arizona, and I'm like actually not even kidding all that much. One, Carol Milk is a good goalie. So there's that. But like you look in the Pacific first. Edmonton, LA, Vegas. The three playoff teams are there. And then it's kind of like, yeah, Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary. I could see all three of those teams being bad. I could see any one of them maybe squeaking in. In the Central, okay, you got Colorado, Dallas, and Mini. Who else is good there? Chicago is going to stink. Winnipeg will probably not be very good. St. Louis might be better than they were last year, but they didn't do a lot this offseason. Nashville, I don't see them as a playoff team oh, next hold on. year. Didn't you say Ryan? Didn't you hear Ryan O'Reilly called them a cup favorite? Oh, well, there you go. Ryan <laughs> knows. But my point is like, how many teams in that division could you actually see Arizona being better than? And I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, one, two, three. I could actually see them being better than like potentially four teams in that division next year. It's crazy, but they could be a wildcard team next year. Back to the others. I got a question for you again for our friends at Betway. What do you think the odds are, unless you've cheated, Liam Googler? <laughs> What do you think the odds are for our boy, Stuart Skinner? He's going to be playing on a very good Oilers team. We know this to win the Vezina. Got to be like 30 to one, right? I, mm, I'm I'll thinking 22 to one. I'm thinking the Oilers fans have bumped this up. And because of his yeah. Calder, I'm going to say 10 to one. He is plus 8,000 currently. Oh, 80 was, to one. Whoa, Jesus. Holy. I was wrong. Huh. Plus okay. 8,000 right now, is which is surprising to me because it's like, but he's going to play on a good team. But I don't think anybody is Vasilevsky number one. No, Ilya Sorokin is plus 500 Vasilevsky. Number two, plus 550 Igor Shesterkin. Number three at plus 600 UC Soros also at plus six. I like that Shesterkin bet. So there you go. If you can do so responsibly, check out our friends at Betway for all of your betting needs. Last one. I'm going to ask you about Tyler. They've got right on the front page here. Jay's outright just on the money line. Minus 175 over the diamondbacks. Barrios, Barrios on the bump tonight. I think I like that. Jays are at home. I'm taking them. Sorry, did you say they're dogs or favorites? They are favorites. Minus okay. one seventy. Yeah, minus one seventy five. Yeah, uh, I'd maybe I'd maybe sprinkle run line then and try to get after it a little bit. Arizona's been having a really good season. Return of Lourdes Gurriel and Gabby Moreno as well. But they're four and six in their last ten. So coming out of the All Star break, Barrios on the bump. Like I said, he's having a very good year. Why not back the Jays? There you go. Oh, the guy that's starting for Arizona has a five point one nine ERA. Yeah. Yeah. Gave up seven earned runs to the Mets in his last time out. Yeah. Hammer it. I, I will be at the Blue Jays games on Tuesday and Thursday next week. So bet against them. I haven't seen the Blue Jays win in 20 years. No. How many, I, games, do you think, how many games have you gone to? Uh, five or six. But I see loses. Lost no, I'm going to go loses. ahead and say you're probably due. What do you think? Yep. This is the one. Yeah. The Padres. It's like when you walk up to a roulette table. Gambler's fallacy. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. You are simply due. And I'm sure there's someone going to the game who's like, I've never seen him That's lose. That's fair. Yeah, fair. And they're sitting there going, eh, get streak <laughs> alive. And now, we applause for Ned. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good ad. Or not if you're Liam's. Liam personally endorses said product, always has, always will. He just doesn't get to hear them. He just never gets to hear them when he listens back. Uh, On a somber note, unfortunately, I got to mention yesterday, the news that came out, Mike Stelter announced yesterday that uh, he's undergoing cancer treatment down in, or will be going undergoing cancer treatment down in the US for a tumor on his spine. The reason I want to mention this is they do have a GoFundMe available because he has to go down to the US. This treatment is not available in Canada. Um, Of course, Mike is Ben's dad. I just couldn't think of a worse deck of cards for a family to be dealt. Um, so if you can go support the Stelters, please do. The link is on OethersNation.com. We're also going to have it on our socials. Go check that out. If you can help, please do. If not, just give me a share. Help spread the word a little bit and see if we can't raise the money needed to go get Mike's treatment. And all of us here, I think it's just safe to say. Um, keep fighting, pal. We're thinking of you. Thinking of you. Fight, fight like hell. Fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. We are all Stelters. Uh, don't really know how to transition away from that, but, uh, got a handful of assy idiots questions here, boys. So as we do in the off season, some of these are just bad. <laughs> so what it is, it is hey, what that's, it is. Uh, that's like, just like sometimes our answers are bad. Most of the time I'd say, Never. Yeah. I see idiot. this one comes in from Reed. Right, Not Reed Wilkins, different Reed. Hoping to ask the boys on Oilers Nation Radio, should the amount of cups matter for players to get into the Hall of Fame as in Major League Baseball World Series wins don't count as much as their skill does? Tyler? Okay, wait, hit me with that again? Essentially, Reed feels that the NHL more heavily weighs Stanley Cup wins as like a a barrier to entry for the Hall of Fame, whereas baseball is more like your individual stats can lead you into there. Yeah, like I agree with that. Um, although I've never quite understood why when we talk about how many career points a player has, we don't include their playoff stats. Like very that's like, odd. Seems like a very weird thing that we just happen to do. But anyways, um, I think I agree with that. I think the Hall of Fame should be about the player. I know this is a sport. Like everyone loves to be like, hockey is the ultimate team sport, right? And then it gets to the Hall of Fame and it's like, well, this guy never won. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's a team game like Connor McDavid dominant force without a doubt, the best player in the world hasn't been able to get to a Stanley cup final yet in his career. 
no fault of his own, right? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes I, I yeah, I, you know what? I hundred percent agree with Reed. Liam, what was it again? Sorry, if if they matter, <laughs> does the NHL does the NHL too heavily weigh Stanley Cup wins as like a barrier to entry to get into the Hall of Fame? Whereas uh, baseball does, you can get in on individual stats more easily. Yeah, they they do, they do. But yeah, the NHL is more of a team sport. But I think the Hockey Hall of Fame kind of sucks anyway. So that's a good point. Yeah. I walked by it, refused to go in. Don't care. Dan, it's haunted. I did go in it. Um, did you see the ghost? I didn't see the ghost. Was the ghost on display? <laughs> the ghost wasn't on display. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it's tough because like the thing with hall of fames is that they've been, they've been picking the players all along and there's really no, there is no criteria per se more than you're picking the best player or the, you know, the person that belongs in your hall of fame. And so I don't know if I necessarily agree with that person saying that the championships matter more in the NHL just because it is voted on by what 50, 60 writers. And so they all have different opinions there, but I would like to see the league come out and say that it shouldn't be a barrier to getting you in the hall of fame. The issue there for me is that then you got to go back and look back at the, all those guys that you passed over statistically from the past that didn't win cups and weren't included in that conversation. So it's, it's a ticky tacky thing that we're kind of, you, you do a little bit of revisionist history and it's tough to, to go back further than that. But yeah, I don't know. I like, I think evolutionally we should, we should evolve and should include that as a part of our criteria. Do they weigh Stanley cups and championships too heavily for the mascot hall of fame though? Absolutely. The they do. Without question. They do. Yeah. Yep. Listen, just because the Elks haven't won in, you know, f- almost four calendar years at home. It's not punter's fault. Doesn't mean that punter should be punished as a result. Should be punted for no. <laughs> Ridiculous. But to be fair, we don't know if that's the case because they won't answer our freaking questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the narrative we're creating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Andy defraining them and I'm going to email one letter per week until they send us back invitations to the hockey hall of fame or the mascot hall of fame. And then when they do send us invitations to the mascot hall of fame, I'm going to write two a week so we can start voting plot twist. They actually send us gifts to the hockey hall of fame to get us off their back. I'm <laughs> going to buy every seat and then not go that you're going to, what is that? Astroturfing it. Yeah. Astroturfing it. Buy all the tickets. Don't show starting with you, Dan number two, as he it. This is in your alley, by the way. Okay. You are a WWE wrestler. I am. What is your wrestling name and what is your finishing move? That is this. I got to create an entire character sheet here. Um, But uh, I mean, yeah. What is my name going to be? It's going to (laughs) be. Frick. I don't even know. Uh, The bouncer. Yeah, the bouncer. Like there you one. go. Ooh, yeah, and my yeah. finishing move is a one-handed pickup and throw out, kind of like Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Yeah, I did it for you. There Dan. you go. I like it's it. It's hard That's to come good. up with it for yourself. Nicely done, your M check. Nicely done. I like All right. It. Well, then let's uh, hive mind Liam. Then you are a wrestler, and you need a fish finishing move. What well, do we I, think for Liam? I have mine already. I got oh, go ahead. written for him. I think. No, um, Liam's got his. He's uh, well, mine, I feel like mine rise itself a little bit. I will be the banana man and my finishing move will be grabbing bananas and shoving them in people's faces. Okay. <laughs> I could have gone a couple of ways. ways. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think you get a tag partner and your tag partner is peanut butter, man. And it's peanut butter and jelly time. And you come out in a banana yeah. suit. Huh? Yeah, That'll hey. work. I'll okay. be your peanut butter guy, Liam. Tyler, WWE? I think your WWE, WWE name is the producer. Mm. And your finishing move is you drag their face along the rope all the way. And you're not looking because you're avoiding the grind. I don't hate that. 
drag or the face I have the ability the to like turn off the lights and mess with production. Ah, get them in yeah. the dark. That's good time too. There you go. Yeah. Bag milk is bagged milk. <laughs> I feel like I can get a, do a better one. You know, Kurt Angle style. You roll it up in a milk truck though. That'd be nice. Spray the crowd. And my finishing move is called the milk dud. And it is a uh, spinoff of the, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, my favorite finishing moves from when I used to watch wrestling. Maybe it's like a variation of the stone cold stunner leads into a people's elbow somehow. Okay. Yeah. Mix There's two moves in there. Mash it up. I like it. And then I Scotty too hottie worm across the ring. Hell yeah. It's very intricate. My finishing move takes four to five minutes. To TC stink face finish though. Oh, <laughs> I've been eating a lot of Wilhock beef jerky. I'll just blast you gotta it. Got to hit him with the stink face. The beef brew is what I'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. Tyler. Yeah. Bless you. Question number three. Ask the idiots. What is the, you are starving. I am. What is the ultimate, if cost is no issue, what is the ultimate meal you can have at an Oilers game? Ooh, at an Oilers game. I love the pierogi poutine there. It's nice. so good. So I think I'm going pierogi poutine, double Ryan ginger. Cause again, cost is no problem. Cost I can do no whatever issue. I want. And I'm going to get, again, they're overpriced there, but one of the little bags of candies, like one of the Maynards are probably like nine bucks, I think or whatever. And they're expensive. Liam, you're at an Oilers game. Cost is no issue. You are starving, sir. Put together the ultimate meal. I'm getting a slice of bizarre. Not bag a burger. Of, a bag, well, unlimited menu. I'm making my meal, Tyler. Okay. My slice of pizza, bag of popcorn, a nice crispy Molson Canadian, and may as well slide in a cheeseburger. That's, That's a it. Hell of a meal. Dan? A lot of cheese. You are Sorry. starving, but money is no issue, and you're at the Oilers game. What are you grabbing? I'm just telling you, sneak into the Scotiabank suite and eat in there. It is uh, an unbelievable spread. I was a guest once, one game this year, and uh, that is the spot. If money is no option, it's the Scotiabank suites. Thinking out of the box there. <laughs> I am going Never to been. grab. <laughs> <laughs> money is no issue. Love me a dog at the game. Mm. Nice hot dog love the popcorn. I also like peanuts in the shells. I don't know if mm. you can still get those. Not at all. Those games. There's no way. Right. Yeah, I was going to say they're, they're pretty. Cause when we peanuts. were down in Anaheim and I got a bag of peanuts, they're the best. That was so good. You make a huge fucking mess. It's true. It's great. Yeah. They do let people kind of survive on their own down there. Then I'm going to get either a couple of beers, maybe a double Caesar, depending on how my, how I'm feeling. Call. Double Caesar is always nice. And then, um, Maybe a couple of shots from that tequila cart that was cruising around. Uh, that's great. Or I was going to say, how about when we were up in uh, the loge tables and they had the dessert rack? Oh, oh yeah. Shot of Di Serono and they had like a chocolate mousse. <laughs> Forget about it. Uncle Kerry, we were up there and Uncle Kerry got a charcuterie board. Mm. That thing looked incredible. Right. I looked at the price on the menu and I said, I'll never have one of those, but it looked great. Yep. <laughs> Last question. Ask the idiots. Of course, slide into my DMS. Everybody. If you want to just ask the boys a question, as you can see, the bar does not have to be high. Nation Dan, you're up first. Mm -hmm. Summer mode. Scott, this is his CBA rule change that he would like to see set the table. If I was changing something in the CBA, I would like to see the elimination of all no trade or movement clauses in the last year of a player's contract. 
If you could make one realistic change to the CBA with fans in mind, what would it be? I really like that, uh, that change. That's a good, uh, I think that's a good solution. Um, uh, for a CBA thing, man, that's like business stuff. Uh, I think I would go frick. I don't even know. I like that one about the trade. That's a really good one. I think I'm trying to think maybe like, maybe I would shorten the length of contracts that I I think going down from eight to like five even might just kind of keep the league moving, keep the players, you know, advancing and adapting. So yeah, I I might go down to like five years contract. Liam, you're making a CBA rule change. Um, would modifying contracts be one? Yep. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. Like you can, like you can change the value of it. Like the value is always the value of the contract will always be the same, but you can extend it to like lower the cap or okay. whatever it may be. They do that in football, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, like, let's say, for example, the Oilers had Cody CC 3.25 for two more years. He really likes being here, and maybe he goes, like, Hey, you no, know, my next deal after that might not be worth that much. You know what? Let's rework it. Let's go from two years at 3.25 to we're going to make it a three year deal at two and a half a year. So I get like a little bit of extra money, and you guys get the AAV down, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like that. I think that'd be I like that. Very you need good. some rules in there for sure to yeah. protect like Tony D'Angelo situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or yeah. stop it from like, you know, let's say the Oilers with Kyle Tur or James Neal, yeah. right? It was like, oh, we have three more years at four. Or we're going to Bobby. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to make it a 30 year deal yeah. at 500K a year, James. That cool. You can't have that. So yeah, yeah you're, you're a cool style uh, for me. It'd be start of the season. Ah. I would tell the players, hey, you're going to get this. And in exchange, the season begins September 20th. And the Stanley Cup is handed out well before the month of June ends. And free agency is like June 15th. And it would suck for one year. But after that, the off seasons would be way better. And the playoffs would be more intriguing because they wouldn't drag on as far into the nice weather. Even just starting October 1st. A huge difference. That 10 days or whatever that is. Yep. Huge. Uh, mine, I've said this on this podcast a bunch of times before. Give me a franchise tag. Mm. Give I Connor all the fucking money he wants franchise tag. Um, another one I would do is I would maximum put a max preseason game at three or four. Ooh, good one. Good one. Eight preseason games is eight preseason games too much. So those would be my two. Any other thoughts? No, I think that's probably it for me. No thoughts. <laughs> I liked all those though. It'd be a better league if we were in charge. We should be in charge. Mm-hmm. Arizona was an hour already. In the meantime, only a couple more things to get through Tyler. And then you're on vacation. Well, actually we summertime have a after uh, we, have a, we have a meeting after. after. Enjoy. Shit. Uh, Will Hawk beef jerky. You're hitting the road. Yeah. I encourage you. Christopher Palmer came to the home run derby and brought Will Hawk beef jerky. What a guy. Christopher Palmer drove up from Calgary yesterday yeah. to do that, which is absolutely nuts. But Tyler's going on vacation, which means he has to stop at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Any of the three locations will do. And stock up on road trip snacks. You gonna do that? I already have my plan. Saturday, I'm in a wedding. Sunday, I have to return my suit by one o'clock and it's on the West End by the mall. Boom, I'm right there in Wilhawk out. Let's go. It all makes sense. Why do people always call me during this podcast? Don't they know? We've been recording at the same time every Friday for like over a year. Wilhawk Beef Jerky, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I want to get to before, um, we get to hot cold performers for star mechanical is have you guys been to a stingers game? No, no. but I graduated in that hall. That was my graduation okay. ceremony. Thanks Liam. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. 
<laughs> I just want like really quickly, I just want to mention that if you're looking for, I know the season's over, but like going into next year and into the playoffs. And I'm mad. I didn't get the one this year. If you're looking for something to do and the value is excellent, consider the stingers game. Wait, they're done. Regular season ended last or the last home game was last night. Oh, They've got so four cool. more on the road and then, then it goes to playoffs. Uh, they're oh. third in their division and only two games off, two and a half games off first, one game off second, one and a half off second. Well, they so really they don't play very long. Yeah, no, it's a quick season because these guys all have season. pro deals everywhere else, I think, right? Oh, interesting. And I just want to say like last night was my first time ever going to a Stingers game. I'm not really a huge basketball guy, but like I was just, I made a point of wanting to go check out more Edmonton sports this summer. So love the Riverhawks, gone to plenty of those. Never gone to the stingers. Last night I went in. T- my ticket was I was on the fourth row. My ticket was forty bucks. Oh boy! Beers so- were five dollars. Hot dogs were three dollars. You could get a stingers T-shirt for fifteen. You could get a jersey for fifty. Like everything is very reasonably priced, and they just make it fun. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck about basketball, but like I had a great time last night, and it was exciting. So that's all I wanted to say, Dan. That's fair. Go check out the stingers if you're looking for something to do. Maybe not now. I don't know when they're. I don't know when the playoffs start. Uh, so I'm just reading up on how the playoff format works because the the league does it in a very they do a lot of things in a very unique way. Yeah. So the postseason features play in games between third and fourth in each conference. Winners advance to the quarterfinals, play the second best team in their conference. Um, fifth ranked team is eliminated. Makes sense. Quarterfinal winners in each conference will play the respective conference teams in the semis. Okay. So yeah, it looks like the Stinger should make the playoffs here. So we have some more stingers basketball coming. Yeah. And one thing I liked is one thing that if you've ever watched an NBA game, the last two minutes of those games can drag on for nine years. Mm. They did this thing where they set a target score. Yeah. And it's super cool. It makes it really interesting. The last part of the game, four minutes left, the winning team Saskatchewan last night was winning. They add nine points to their total. And then they go first to 86 wins. Doesn't matter how long it takes. And it just was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it made it really exciting. Vibes were excellent there. They started doing that in the NBA All-Star games too. Like, I believe if yeah. you hit like a certain amount. So yeah. then the guys actually try and to the NBA's credit, and I think basketball, they do a very good job of making their sport entertain him because those guys are freaks. Like some of the athletes are in that sport are mm-hmm. unreal. The thing I'll say for the NBA always is that they they constantly have an eye for marketing their game. Mm-hmm. They're always trying to to Forward move thinking. yeah move the move the needle in a positive way. Like this in tournament or in season tournament oh, yeah, now that's that they've be launched. Weird. Like people are panning it right now, but I think just like Tyler said with his CBA thing, I think you're going to have a little bit of growing pains this year with this tournament. And then it's going to take off and they're going to yeah. love it. And you're going to see it in other pro sports too. You're going to see in season tournaments. They already do it in like soccer and all that stuff. Right. So I think yep. North America just needs to adapt that kind of flexibility of not being so traditional mm-hmm. within his leagues and doing stuff like what the stingers do to, to end the games out there. What's it called? The league called the CEBL. Yeah. yeah. Like it's cool. And that's why like, it's not basketball isn't popular in Canada. Really? Like the Raptors, obviously the last, however long I've really boosted it up, but doing unique things like this is what makes people interested in the sport. I can say after going last night, I will hundred percent go to a Stingers, another mm-hmm. Stingers game. I had a blast. There's always something to look at. They do a really good job in their in-game activations as well. So I just want to give the little Stingers a little bit of love because I had a fun, I had a good time last night. All right, boys, let's wrap up the podcast. Hot and cold performers for star mechanical. Of course, you know, star mechanical. They've been Edmonton's biggest locally owned and operated plumbing and heating business. 
For over 20 years, they've been working in the community and many of the homes built in Edmonton over the last two decades have their plumbing and heating systems installed by Star Mechanical. What I'm saying here is you've got pros at work. You need something done? Star Mechanical. Boys, we start off with our veggies every week and Star Mechanical wants you to eat your veggies, Liam. They want to make sure that you're healthy. They want to make sure you're happy. With that in mind, your Star Mechanical Cold Performer of the Week. I grow my own veggies, so I am a very healthy little boy. Good on you. Good on you. Um, My co-performer of the week, I'm going to, I'm going to take the single here and I'm just going to say, how about the smoke? Oh God. When we had a life before, right? Like there were summers where we didn't deal with smoke. This is just what we do now. This is so, it's so sad. I'm just on the verge of an asthmatic episode every other day. (laughs) Anyway. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm pretty sure that when I was in junior high, grade nine was the first time that I remember like the sun being blocked out by fire smoke. But even then, like I'm trying to think back to when I was a kid, it'd be smoky. It'd be like two days it always felt like. And then it was like, oh, we're good. Now it's like, oh, all summer. Cool. Yeah. Which I mean- I would take smoke over the fire every day. Well, but, obviously, yeah, but, but I'm yes. just saying the bigger issue yes, of like hundred percent. I was driving back to the West End from I guess the Expo Center last night, and you're up going down into the into downtown again, essentially. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, it looks like fucking end of days out here. <laughs> it is wild. Anyway, Nation Dan, your star mechanical cold perform of the week. Well, you already mentioned it, bag milk, and it's I think all of Edmonton is just feeling it right now. The stelters and having to go through what they're mm-hmm. going through right now. Cancer, you get a big old cold performer of the week. I don't have an appropriate button for that. No, um, I uh, star mechanical cold perform of the week. Yeah, you guys knocked off a couple of good ones there, so I'm going to use this for some shameless self promotion. We started a Blue Jays Nation YouTube, <laughs> Coombsy and I, and if you aren't subscribed to it yet, you're my cold performer. It's going to be an exciting stretch for the Blue Jays. Like they're going to be fighting tooth and nail all the way to the end to make the playoffs this year. They're an exciting team, a frustrating team, granted. All the more reason for you to keep up with what we're doing at the Blue Jays Nation YouTube. Oh, get cold. Yep. My star mechanical cold performer of the week, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've decided to put a focus on going to check out more Edmonton sports this summer. Mm-hmm. I love my Oilers. <laughs> I was looking for other things to do. And last night, well... One of our teams just tied a professional sports oh record God. for the most consecutive home losses with 20. Yeah, but don't fire anyone, though. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, right? They, they can't fire anyone. It, I know because of the coach's cap, but and like... Yeah. Did, uh, there was one moment, though, in that Alex game yesterday, which just cracked me up. So they got a touchdown at the end. The running back, I think his name is Brown. And you know how on TSN, they always zoom in and what's they're going down the sidelines. Yeah. So he's, like, he's like, we ain't done. Next play, kick and misses the conversion. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that is. Oh, now you're done. Perfect. Ah, that might be it. So I guess this cold performer, the organization, the fact that this has gone on this long, like, I'm sorry, but this is fucking CFL and you haven't won in four years at home. Real bad. Real <laughs> bad. Crazy to me. And you know what? I'm also feeling for all the season ticket holders that are still grinding it out. So Edmonton Elks, you have the cold performer of the week. What? I just want to be feel good about that team once. Like I was talking to Rick. Like Rick's obviously not here today, but I was talking to Rick. I was like, he's like, well, let's go to a game together. Let's have fun. I was like, I had a blast when I was there the other day. And had they won, it would have been a fucking great evening. Yeah. I just I don't know. When you go to those games, like 
I could care less what happens on the field. I'm a big believer of that mentality. If you, if you're, if you run a pro sports team, it shouldn't matter what the result is. It, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. You should go out and enjoy yourself and want to come back again. But a part of a part of having a good time is the fireworks going off when your yep. team gets a touchdown and 100%. the crowd getting into an interception yep. and all of that stuff. Like going there and being like, oh my god, they suck. Like it's part of the reason I haven't gone this yep. year is because it's like you know if they were whatever five and two or whatever their record could be right now. Not Owen six, not Owen six and like fighting. It's like, Oh my God, like next week they're playing Calgary and they're both doing so good. Like I really want to go watch that game. And I guess I'm more of a sports fan than just someone looking for entertainment. But to Dan's point though, like last night, uh, the stingers lost last night, yep. Yeah, but I had a fucking blast because yes. mm-hmm. it was popping in there. Their activations were great. I had fun. So Fair. I just think that, I think that, that the, the, the piece in the, the part that Tyler's mentioning is the fact that it's now 20 games. And yeah. so we're sitting at, we're sitting at an endless streak of losses. The good news is <laughs> the Elks may be 0 and 6, but the stampede is a one and three, which means the Elks are only one win away from being right back in that playoff picture. Also have played two more that games. That is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, cause, I guess cause oh, they yeah. just kicked oh, yeah, off this play. week. This is uh, our game. <laughs> Let's wrap up the podcast, please. The Star Mechanical Hot Performer of the Week. Tyler, you're up first. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to do in the summer, and I'm happy we're getting to the point of the summer where I can do it. Golfing first thing in the morning is my Hot Performer of the Week. If I have to get up at six in the morning for work, I'm pissed. I will gladly get up at six in the morning to go play a round of golf. Course is quiet. Nature's quiet. Your round is done quickly. There's no bozos on the course clogging it up. Morning golf, Hot Performer of the Week. The big guy is I'm going next because I'm selfish. Yesterday we were at Remax Field and Jay hit a fucking home run. <laughs> ding, 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 and ding. And listen here, you sour pusses that are trying to put an asterisk on it. Stand at home plate. You're not going to hit one. We watched him do it. Me and Tyler were right there. Shout out to Jay for hitting a home run. We talked about it for months. Finally got it done yesterday. He's a hot guy. I was next to the fence and it flew over me. It was amazing. It was. Nation Dan, you're up. Your star mechanical hot form of the week. Uh, my... St- our mechanical hot performer of the week is going to go to the Savannah bananas who are just having a lot of fun playing whatever the hell they're playing down there. <laughs> I saw a clip from this weekend where, uh, oh, yeah. where a fan catches the foul ball. And I don't know why you're showing me a picture of you. Oh, and no. Jay. I, had the, I had the Savannah bananas. Oh uh, yes. I yeah. Was there just you go. Looking at it. Fan catches a foul ball. And that actually counted as the last out of the game. It was a, a rather portly young man. Uh, I can say comfortably as a portly man <laughs> myself. Uh, and man, oh man, was that so much fun to watch him because the, the players came over. First of all, the opposing team was upset yep. that they lost that way. And then the, <laughs> the home team, the Savannah bananas run out, they grab him out of the stands and then they ran around the field with him celebrating in front of all the fans. What an unbelievable sport to watch. Again, I don't know what the hell they're playing, <laughs> but I want to see it on national television. Savannah so, bananas get my hot performance. Their rules are unreal. They're the, I've heard the way it works is like they play in a league, I think. So it's not like the Harlem Globetrotters. Like they play in a league, but their thing is like for their home games, they play a game and then they give the fans like an extra bonus of like banana rules baseball where they do that. An exhibition game. Yes. So yeah, it's baseball, but it's got a ton of wacky rules and it's a lot of fun. And I think it should be on national television. So they actually like, play the game too when yep. they do like this like it's not scripted no yeah they have scripted parts where they'll do like right. the dances, dances. And yeah they like during the playoffs good. they had a golden knights night where they did a whole bunch cool. of stuff around the golden knights yeah they're they're uh they're a big promotional team they like to have a lot of fun mr liam harbin your star mechanical hop 
performer of the week. Uh, my hot performer of the week. I'm going to give it, you may remember last Friday, I said I was having a shit week. Hmm. And then, so after work, I had to go and pick up my tire, which had a, a nail in it from uh, Fountain Tire. And I got there and Rowett and his gang hooked me up and they didn't charge me for the tire. Wow. So that was a nice oh. little way to kick into the weekend. Nice. <laughs> Joe's barbecue and foot massage. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. When I went with a tire or a nail in my tire, they charged me $1,700. So that seems like, <laughs> seems like a bit much, but okay. They slapped whole me new, in the whole face. new set, whole new set. <laughs> Told me to go it's fuck like those myself. things on TikTok where uh, daughters will go up to their dads and be like, yeah, I paid a hundred bucks, but the guy at the shop said he put premium air in my tires <laughs> and just the dad's reactions of like, oh, I'm going to kill those guys. <laughs> so good. There you have it. The last episode of Tyler and Liam for a little bit. They're off on adventures. Enjoy Aaron and or Gavin. Or both. For a month. Or G-Baby, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, G-Baby. Shout out to G-Baby. And also shout out to you, sponsors. We love you. Cornerstone Insurance, Betway, The Log Beef Jerky, Star Mechanical. Thank you for that. Thank you for being you. Thank you for making this possible. Lastly, the last thing I'm going to say, September 1st, Millwoods Golf Club, mm. Weathers Nation Open. We are selling teams. We have got mosaic teams available. If you don't know what a mosaic team is, those are, if you just want to participate and you just want to, we want to play as a single, we got you. And on the real life podcast, we are also doing auctions to play with Chalmers or Jay. Yeah. Or Tyler and Liam. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan is in him and farmer John were the winners of the auction last year when it was me, Jay and Chalmers this year, we're splitting it up. So it's me and Liam. You can bid to play with us, you and a friend. So we make a foursome or you can bid to play with Chalmers and Jay. You can get your bids in by emailing me, Tyler at oilersnation.com. And we started them each at 600 Ryan and farmer John each threw in a bid thousand bucks on each team. So the bidding is now up to a thousand bucks on each team. We guarantee you'll have a good time. Liam and I are a fun duo to be around. I think. Uh-huh. You're asking me? Yeah, yeah I'm asking you. Yeah. Yep, we are very So the bidding around. is at 1000 It goes up in increments <laughs> of $50. Bidding is going to close a week before the tournament as well. So email me, tylerodosnation.com. If you want to top that $1,000 bid to golf with either Liam and myself or Jay and Chalmers, send in your bids. How about we double it, people? Oh, why not? I think we could do it. It all goes towards Gregor's grads, right? So it's all going to a charity. Um, yeah. If you don't know Gregor's grads is, real quick, just these pay for some suits for some kids that they can't afford one can't mm -hmm. afford suits to go to grad. And then they get to keep them. They get as to well. keep the suit to just come so on your journey in life. Think if you were, you know, an underprivileged kid, not only do you get to experience grad with all your classmates in a beautiful suit, but then after you're going to job interviews, you're yep. doing things like that. You're always going to have this suit with you. It's really great that Gregor does. And this. of course you need a suit to go to. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. There you have everybody. Oilers Nation Radio in the books. We'll be back next week. Me and Dan and Rick mm. and Brodato and G Baby. Yeah. Farewell, everybody. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.